and welcome back to Andreas Medical Podcast Show. Today we're going to be talking about clinical management of sexual transmitted infections with a focus approach on syphilis on Palm Island. This was an assignment that we had to do as a second year medical student at James Cook University. We had to look at a rural town and its health challenges that comes with it. The focus is on Palm Island, a rural community with either a prevention or management plan of a certain disease that has a detrimental cause on the island. This chapter will focus on the management of sexual transmitted disease with a little more focus on syphilis on Palm Island, Queensland, Australia. What is eMental program? The James Cook University eMental program links year two medical students with rural health professionals to build an interest in rural medicine as a career. The program promotes an understanding of rural communities and the health issues that are associated with living in rural areas. The e-mentor is a rural or remote health professional who has volunteered his or her time to share knowledge with students about health issues in his or her community in order to promote a real-life context for student learning. The role of the e-mentor is to facilitate students' learning by sharing experience and clinical knowledge and by describing the social, economic and cultural context of this health issues and community. I was given Palm Island and I decided to do my e-mentor program on the management of sexually transmitted disease. The further I researched Palm Island, the more I discovered how different it is to Australia. Palm Island could be described almost like a third world country with high amount of younger population and almost no one above 65 years old. Education and health is low and behind compared to Queensland, which is only a 20 minute airplane flight. Palm Island has a lot of issues that needs to be addressed, which is difficult when the socio-economic status is very low. Let us get to know the island a little bit more. Introduction to Palm Island. Palm Island is known as Great Palm Island, where the Bukwamun people live. During World War II, Palm Island became the site of the Black Cat Squadron, which flew Catalina flying boats on long-range missions. Just like typical rural communities, it is relatively poor in health and in literacy. Overall view, there are so many factors affecting the health of the people, making the task very complicated. Interestingly, Palm Island is made of 16 islands in the Palm Island group and contains 42 communities and culture. Historical research indicates that the Mambura people originally occupied this region prior to the first contact with Europeans. The contemporary Aboriginal name for Palm Island is Bukaman people now, which means many tribes, one people. Many of the today's community members are descendants of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, forcibly removed to Palm Island from Queensland. Let me introduce you to our e-mentor. She studied at JCU as a clinical nurse specialist. Miss Liz Vincent spent about two years and a half on Palm Island. Originally, she was filling a place for three months, and then after that, she just never left. To her, it was a unique opportunity, and she mainly worked on triage, resuscitation, war work or wound work, x-rays, and renal medicine. To understand Palm Island, we need to also understand where it is and its history and its past. The Mambura believes 
that the island was formed in the dream time from the broken fragments of an ancestral spirit. There are some dark pasts, such as incarceration, aggregation, independence, as the past molds the future. The island was named by the explorer James Cook in 1770 and is situated 65 kilometers northwest of Townsville, 46 kilometers east of Ingham, 224 kilometers south of Cairns, and about 1,209 kilometers north of Brisbane. Palm Island is therefore classified as the Monash scale of 7 and the ASGS RA, which is another scale for rurality of the town, as a 4. Hence, it is a remote area. Historically, it is described as the ideal place for a delightful holiday, and as its remoteness also made it suitable for use of penitentiary. For individuals, we desired to be punished. People who were mixed blood were also included, and on arrival, children were separated from their parents and then segregated by gender. Aboriginals were also forbidden to speak their own language, and there were also white zones on the island. So you can see that how you treat people and a community may affect their health, and we'll talk about that later. The demographic of Palm Island. The Palm Island population pyramid from the ABS 2017, you can actually see that it has a wide base and a very thin top. Almost looks like a pyramid shape of a third world country. Lots of children and little elderlies. Um, the female and male ratio seems to be about the same. The total population of Palm Island is 2,446 from the ABS 2017 and the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders population is 2,298, meaning that 94.1% are indigenous. 49.5% are males and 50.5% are female. 296 to 46% are unemployed and that is a variation of the ABS 2017 and Robertson J. et al. 2011. I couldn't find proper data on that, but it's around, let's say, 30% to 46% are unemployed. The median age is 24, compared to the Queensland and Australia median age of 37 and 38, and the children between the age of 0 to 14 years are made up of 32.1% of the population. A third of the population is hence below the age of 15. People age of 65 years old are only making 3.3% of the population. Now comparing this population pyramid where it's a very large base and a very thin top and you compare that to the Queensland or Australia population pyramid it is very different. Australia and Queensland population pyramid are showing a first world country type population pyramid Whereas, again, compared to the Palm, uh, Palm Island uh, population, you generally see a third world country population um, uh, pyramid. Now, if you are following me on my blog as well, you can the, the data and the graphs and the pyramids are there. Go have a look. It's one of the first chapters on the uh, e-mental program. Hence, on Palm Island, the economy, employment and education is low. Queensland and Australia, the children between 0 to 14 years are only making 19.4% and 18.7% respectively of the population and people aged over 65 years old are making up 15.2% and 15.8% respectively of the population. Now compare that with Palm Island where a third is below the age of 15 and 
50.6% of the people on Palm Island is below 25 years old. Palm Island is situated in northern Queensland in the Hitchinbrook community. Amongst local communities are Forest Home, Forest Beach, Ingham, Lanacost, North Hitchinbrook, Palm Island and South Hitchinbrook. The life expectancy at birth is 74.4 for females and 68.7 for males on Palm Island. That is 10 and 11.3 years less than the average in Queensland respectively. Leading causes of mortality and morbidity includes cardiovascular, such as ischemic heart disease, mental illness and substance abuse, accident and injury, type 2 diabetes, lung cancer, and chronic respiratory disease, such as COPD and asthma. These six conditions are responsible for 65% of the total burden of disease for Palm Island. Ears and eyes is also a major issue on Palm Island. So you probably wonder then why am I talking about the management of STIs on Palm Island? Well, I still think it's an important issue, especially in Aboriginal communities. The health issues. STIs is disproportionately affecting Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander population. There is a re-emergence of infectious syphilis. And like many non-communicable diseases, the occurrence of STIs and their related health complications can be significantly reduced through targeted screening, treatment, contact tracing, health promotion and safe sex practice. Out of all the notifications for infectious syphilis, 79%, that is 605 people, were Aboriginals. 74% of these notifications occurred in the 15 to 29 years old age group. Females accounted for 54% of the indigenous group, whereas 9% of the non-indigenous. Six of the seven babies with congenital syphilis for this period were Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander. Three deaths occurred, all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander babies. Hence, STI is disproportionate in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities, particularly those living in rural and remote areas. More recently, the re-emergence of infectious syphilis, with multiple outbreaks declared across four of the five northern Queensland, hospital and health services, and the occurrence of baby deaths from congenital syphilis have demonstrated the need for an urgent and coordinated response. Appropriate clinical management of syphilis is crucial. So if we have a look at the snapshots of 2018, STI is on the rise in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander of communities. It presents itself as a sore at first, then it goes away without treatment. You can have syphilis and feel fine. You can also get it through any type of sexual acts and through needles injection. Testing is relatively easy and on Palm Island it is free. Syphilis can be treated with medicine quite effectively. So what are our goals? Our goals is to eliminate congenital syphilis in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander babies in Northern Queensland, to control the syphilis outbreak in Northern Queensland, to progressively reduce the prevalence of syphilis, chlamydia and gonorrhea amongst Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander population in Northern Queensland, improve access to and delivery of cultural secure STS services, improve the knowledge and skills of the workforce. You also want to establish data collection and surveillance system to enable the effective review of progress. The existing health services on Palm Island 
While there is the Joyce Palmer Health Service, which provides a primary level of acute care service, midwifery nurse practitioner for antenatal and postnatal services, and visiting maternity services from the Townsville Hospital. That is done fortnightly. Maternal and child health nurse is available. Indigenous woman health worker. Sexual health clinic is supported by a clinical nurse. These services include sexual health care private consultation, community-based education, and work- workshops. Syphilis control tracing through sexual health and emergency department can be done, and education, contraception, men's and women's sexual health. There are three constant doctors on Palm Island. There are fortnightly visits by sexual health nurse practitioners and consultants. The visits and the medications are free. Now, the impact of rurality. This is actually quite important because it tells you how a community would operate and treat itself or their views on medicine. So there's a large proportion of young people within the Palm Island population. A lot of them are bored and there's a high rate of alcohol consumption and lots of sexual acts. There's also a low level of education and employment. So most finish at grade nine. There is also limited access to screening for STIs and many of them have multiple partners. There's also a huge stigma that is associated with seeking treatment for STIs on Palm Island. There has been death threats that has been given to the nurses and doctors or the Aboriginal health workers due to contact tracing. There is also a shortage of sexual health clinical staff with a high rate of flying fly out. There's also a high turnover which means that there's a poor continuity of care, rapport, and health workers are not paid for transport towards and coming back from Palm Island. People only go to the health services when they are sick as well, so there's a bit of stoicism uh, happening along with stigma. So some strengths and challenges of health services provision. Some of these strengths are that there's a new health facility underway and it's almost open. All services on Palm Island are well served and they have been improved. Women's Day on Palm Island was a great success and the Red Cross is looking to establish a women's group committee or board. Needle and Surge program has been successful as well. Some of these challenges is that there's a high cost of recruitment and retention of the health workforce. Recruitment and retention are difficult, such as the social and external deterrence, including extended working hours and social isolation. Some of our recommendations These would be more frequent allied health services, such as incentives, travel subsidies, and build rapport. Increased long-term of the GPs and allied health services uh, to stay there. So you want to promote continuity, promote primary care, as this is the best delivery for ongoing management of STIs. A sexual health clinic located away from or with a separate entrance to the health services, so that the shame or the guilt and the stigma is not as strong. Parenting education and information on reproductive and sexual health should be important. More activities are needed for kids, such as fishing clubs, surfing clubs, or cricket club, anything so the kids can learn, have a hobby, and be educated. To finish up on Palm Island, we have a summary. Sexually transmissible infections, such as STIs, have been disproportionately affecting Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, and it is rising. Challenges must be overcome to improve the management of STIs, especially syphilis, and is a high expenditure, and difficulty in recruiting and retaining staff.
that is important to build rapport. In small communities, there's a huge stigma influence and hence our recommendation would be increased availability of long-term GPs and allied health staff, education and activities for the kids. If you want all the references and all the statistics, go have a look at my blog on Palm Island with the management of STIs that has a major focus on syphilis. Here you will see the statistics, the population pyramid and everything else that I used and found. Thank you for listening for this podcast and I'll see you later. Consider to subscribe.